0: This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Horse. Hello and welcome to Drunk Com Pod episode 10. I'm Matt Horse, your host of this podcast. And if you don't know what this podcast is, it's a podcast where I uh, go out and interview your favorite comedians over a beverage, usually alcoholic, but sometimes just a cup of tea. And we just talk about. Uh, uh, uh comedy uh um uh, life and uh everything in between uh th- that is the most vague uh uh description of uh, what we talk about but you know uh, uh welcome to the podcast uh it's great to have you back and what a great episode for you to join in on because we have an absolute delightful episode for you it's a uh, sean mclaughlin is on this episode yes thank you very much uh I, uh, I, I in that gap, I, I, I assume would have done like a standing ovation. A lot of my uh, fans will probably know that um, who Sean McLaughlin is, but if you don't know who Sean McLaughlin is, uh, you're going to be delightfully surprised. Sean is a well-renowned club circuit comedian. He has done five solo Edinburgh shows. He has done tour support for people like Ricky Gervais and uh, other people whom we discuss in the following podcast. And he's also done a lot of TV work as well. So, And he's, he's accomplished quite a lot in his 29 years. And he, uh, he's an interesting person to talk to. And we talk about things like sci-fi, music, uh, the Edinburgh Fringe... And it's kind of rolled up into this very sweet and also endearing episode. Uh, uh, we talk about like confidence and comedy, and uh, I think this podcast has a, a lot of things within it. And uh, it was actually one of my favourites to record. It was a uh, genuinely a very uh, very lovely uh, podcast. Uh, a couple of uh, forewarnings though: there is a lot of like sound in the background in this one. This is another and possibly the final Hastings Fringe. Uh, comedy uh recording podcasts because um i think this was the last one in the day and i was sat on the hill basically i was heckled uh, again by seagulls and once by a five-year-old girl um but that that isn't me by the way uh that's <laughs> uh it's not not this time uh, uh you, you can hear sh- us uh, shouting for a mum uh about halfway through uh, i did try and cut it out but it, it was difficult <laughs> it's a free podcast get over it um, <laughs> um before you listen to the episode uh why don't you follow us on twitter and facebook at DrunkComPod? and uh once you're finished with this episode you can give us some um juicy five stars on itunes but before then why don't you enjoy episode 10 with sean mclaughlin I hope you're ready for a podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. I guess you're on a bus or a train, because we're going to go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast, yeah, hope you're ready for the podcast, I bet you're ready for the podcast, yeah, yeah, I, you're probably ready.
1: Enjoy the podcast want to talk about them so. <laughs> yeah. always so it's never really a problem yeah
0: so uh, what's your podcast uh, about uh, w- what kind of things do you discuss
1: we so it's basically now it's like a um i just talk to comedians and originally we were going to do it so i talked to two comedians per episode and like another guest who wasn't in comedy mm-hmm. but the other guests are hard to come by yeah compared to comedians or it's hard to get good ones for every episode yeah. so we've got like a few special episodes coming up where it's just us interviewing people who aren't comedians who are interesting I've got one with a clown. Yeah. And we've got, like, a, a vicar or something. Wow. But most yeah. of the time, it's just uh, a couple of comics per episode. Oh, that's really cool, man. It's okay. And how many episodes have you released? We've done six. Wicked. Yeah. And it's 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 fine, I think. I think it's just going to... Hopefully, it will just slowly build. But you never know with these things. We just, we'll just we just keep doing it. And...
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's a thing that um, a lot of comedians do do it because it's uh, something to do during the day as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then again, even... Uh, what I've realised with this podcast that even if it uh, only gets a handful of listeners uh, I'm kind of I am doing it for myself as well uh, but I'm, I'm still putting out a product which I think is quite good as well yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and hopefully it's unique and some, uh, hopefully people find some worth in it yeah. as well so.
1: and the, the, it's easy to you can't really overestimate how or it's easy to underestimate maybe yeah. how much how many people are looking for things to listen to Yeah, like yeah. people from all over the world yeah. it's such a hunger for them yeah, sure, um, do
0: you listen to many podcasts
1: I listen to a few yeah. I don't listen to as many as I used to Yeah, um, it's hard
0: to keep up with as well yeah well that,
1: that's it it's hard to keep up with um, and then some of them you sort of dip in and out yeah, And then you'll yeah. get one good guest to be on one of them And then you'll go in The yeah. ones that are like my regulars is there's a, there's a football one I listen to Yeah Religiously And I have done for like a decade Yeah Wicked man And then a few others Do you listen to any comedy podcasts? I listen to I listen to Comedy Bang Bang a lot Okay Do you like Comedy Bang Bang? To be honest, I haven't checked it out but uh, It's American Yes I just really think um, When it's good it's the funniest podcast I've ever heard Yeah Um, Because it gets like the best kind of improv people on yeah. and It's really just a, It's just great format I listen to you know I listen to Comedians Comedian uh, not as much as I used to just because it is just so much of it now yeah yeah. Um, but that's really good and like WTF and Richard Herrings and things like that but I try and kind of avoid comedy as much as I can (laughs) <laughs> it's, when I'm not doing it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's easy for it to just take over. It's, I recently got into uh, Ellis James and
0: John Robbins, the radio yeah, show. Yeah. And I'm a massive fan and I do love the podcast but I did binge it, if you know what I mean, so yeah. it did kind of take over my life quite fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It is like a drug, really. It's, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Especially with those two because it's... It's just, you'd like, you really get to know them and it yeah, becomes like yeah. a massive meta joke in itself yeah. Well, my one because we have different guests every week like I do think mainly, most of them are funny or interesting that mm-hmm. we edit out the stuff that yeah. isn't worth putting in but because the guests are so different every week it's kind of each one's got its own Mm flavour which I don't know but that might be the opposite of what people want in a podcast Uh, people might want stuff that's consistent
0: no but like um, like something like uh, Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces like uh, every he has like a different guest every week and there's uh, there's some yeah there's always a different kind of flavour there's some that are really funny some are like very serious and talk about certain issues as well and yeah I I think um, it depends what kind of podcast and what kind of vibe you want yeah 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 but but yeah, welcome to the show, Sean. It's lovely hey. to have you. Hey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I, I always forget to do a, a, a introduction, but like uh, I I'm kind of the, I'm, I like to feel like very Mark Marin, like I let the conversation
1: just <laughs> ease in yeah. when uh, I learn. But how are you doing today? I'm all right. Thanks. I'm good. Um I'm in Hastings on a hill, talking yes. to you. Yes. I have just as I was explaining, I've just eaten a full fish and chips, <laughs> so I'm a bit sweaty and kind of hot. And You're podcast ready. You know? I don't know if I'm podcast ready, <laughs> but I, I'm all right. I'm doing a preview of my new show in a, in a couple of hours, and yeah. I'm okay. And uh, what's the show about? It's stand-up. It's At the moment, it's just an hour of stand-up Okay. that I think is going to turn into something else, but I haven't quite figured <laughs> it out yet. Hasn't transformed yet. Hasn't yet become bigger than just jokes okay. but I'm still at the point where I just want it to be as funny as I can be for you know 55 minutes yeah. and then after that we'll we'll, we'll work it out and yeah. um, just have a title it's called You Can't Ignore Me Forever okay <laughs> very apt for a comic <laughs> well yeah and it's kind of I don't know there's a kind of level of defiance in that title which actually isn't in the show mm-hmm. but um you have to call it something. Yeah, of course. So I called yeah. it that. I don't know. You
0: have to name your show in February before you even yeah. know what
1: the show's going to be about Absolutely. Well. It's,
0: it's such a difficult thing. And, uh, and it was actually uh, before this podcast, I was just doing some research and you've done Edinburgh loads, right?
1: Yeah, uh, this will be my fifth hour in wow. five years.
0: Uh, how does it feel like doing that much content every year?
1: This year it definitely has felt like, um, it's definitely, this one has been a, a struggle actually. And I think maybe it's just, that's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it gets you so much better. Mm-hmm. That's the sort of bottom line. Doing an hour a year just beats the crap out of you. Yeah. Um, and I always enjoy putting a show together. And I've. Yeah. All, and I really, certainly the last three shows I've done, I really still stand by them and think they were. I'm very proud of them. I don't know if I don't know if I'll do next year. Yeah. Because yeah. I think this is. Yeah. There's only so much a person can talk about. Yeah. yeah. Every single year. I think. Uh, there's people like Richard Herring who did
0: do like a, like shows every single year yeah. and it feels like there's a, there isn't a pressure but it, it feels like comedians shouldn't put pressure on themselves to do a, a show every year and like they feel like they have to uh, uh, but um, yeah I, I think it's okay to take a break
1: uh, if yeah, yeah I think so I mean if, if I feel like the show isn't going to be good enough yeah, then I'll take a break mm-hmm. the key thing is though is even though I've been so nervous about this one mm-hmm. sort of it feels like more than certainly the last one I've been more nervous I'm kind of scrabbling around more I know that I'm close to having it mm-hmm. kind of come together and yeah. I just I, I, I do really enjoy getting a show together and yeah. writing stuff and, and all the frustrations of months of just being crap and yeah. not knowing what to do kind of just fade away once you've got something that you really like yeah, uh, and I can't wait to get to that point because yeah. <laughs> I'm not there yet <laughs> with this at all.
0: Well, I was listening to uh, your 2015 show and because uh, you have that on Bandcamp, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Uh, it was a bit of an odd show because uh, I read the description, I listened to it and uh, it was at the Soho Theatre and you was, uh, in the in the description you're like, it's a bit of a weird gig because uh, there's 40 people in like, an 80-seater who are it was a bit quiet, uh, they were quite a quiet audience and, all, and you said you broke up with your girlfriend that day as well? Yeah, like, I'd moved
1: out of the flat that
0: day that must have been quite an intense
1: (laughs) yeah it was to be honest that recording um, I I sort of don't really know that 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 recording is of a show which I I still think is a really good show. And I, I it, yeah. it does kind of... Um, yeah. It makes me a bit sort of sad that that's the record of it. Yeah. It's a performance which didn't really go that well. I'd like to think but, that people can still listen to it and enjoy it. But I, I'll um, say, I, I listened to it, and
0: to be honest, I was enjoying it. Like, uh, the, the, the audience were enjoying it, but I was like, I can tell that they weren't giving it as much as like, I, I I think Edinburgh audience would have. If you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. And I can tell, that like, the jokes
1: were quality, if you know what I mean. Oh, that's uh, nice to hear. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I... I, I yeah, it's one of those things. Is you you never know what's happening in your life or what's happening in like an audience's life, but that was the day that all the yeah. people came to record it. And yeah, I don't know. And have you had to do many
0: gigs where you were like either emotional for whatever reason? And how do you deal um,
1: with your personal life and like trying to job at the same time? Uh, it's um, yeah. I mean, everyone has to do work in whatever job mm-hmm. when they're not feeling great or if something bad's happening to them and with i mean with comedy it can be bad but there's, there's, it's such a tonic sometimes <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's yeah. like the greatest tonic in the world is just having a, a really good audience of people who want to laugh and you can kind of actually or it's almost like it's it's a great escape yeah in terms of balancing it with like a personal life i don't know yeah. I'm, yeah. No, yeah. I'm no i'm yeah. no wiser for yeah. that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know at 29 than i was yeah. at 21 yeah I, 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 I don't know i mean a big thing i've tried is as i sort of said earlier is try to not try to not have everything in my life revolve around comedy. It's yeah, so yeah. like I don't... Not all my friends are comedians. Yeah. I try not to watch... I used to just watch comedy all the time. Yeah. I know everything. I knew everything about every sitcom and every stand-up. And now I'm kind of... I don't. Yeah. And I think that's healthy. I, you know, I want well, comedy to be my life, but I I want there to be more to my life than, than comedy. Well,
0: that's the thing, because um, for the last two years I've been working hard uh, in like, stand-up and uh, I'm, I'm a massive comedy nerd. I love mm. comedy. But equally, it got to the point where... Uh, I needed more balance in my life because it was yeah. so comedy-centric and, like, it was just, it was getting, like, unhealthy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And everything I thought about was, all oh, I had to do with comedy. And uh, so I've, I've had to, like, put more effort into, like, finding other things as well. To, and I, I do, like, I do have an interest as well, but it just, it's just, you have to find that balance between me yeah. It
1: yeah. Okay. It's so weird, though. Like, I guess when I was sort of younger and sort of maybe mm-hmm. more, like, yeah, you know, trying to establish myself a bit more—it does just consume you, totally. and it needs to. Yeah, because that's what drives you forward, and that's what makes you do these, your know, kamikaze yeah. nights <laughs> where you go to Sheffield on the mega bus and sleep <laughs> in the bus station and come back. Um, yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it has to still consume some people all the way through. But yeah. I'd rather be, a bit more varied in my interests Certainly. than. I, I'm, I'm much happier now than I ever have been, and I think it's as a result of that. That's great. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, but if you do have of interest that means that there's other stuff to talk about in comedy as well. Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: And in and in life. Yeah. You totally, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I the fact that I like love reading loads of different types of books yes. definitely feeds into my comedy and. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. So what books do you read? <laughs> uh, this, this is. Uh, I also. I had an idea for a podcast where I would just. Uh, it's like a book review kind of thing. So we oh, just. Uh, right. we, it's like a book club for comedians. But, uh, but uh, it never happened. But we can live it out right here. But, yeah.
1: But... Do you mean um? Well, what books do I read that influence the comedy? or well, no, just, just uh, in general. What,
0: what are you interested in? What kind of books? Are you... I love science fiction
1: novels. Oh really? Like, I love science fiction just in general. Yeah. And um. So like. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I got into philip k dick oh yes. and i got yeah. into and i love like walter trevis's books and i love ursula Le guin yes um i don't know what I yeah. something about that yeah that f- style of writing just really thrills me
0: uh, and like I, i'm i love sci-fi as well uh I, I i personally i love brave new world and that kind of yeah uh, yeah uh, but i i always like um I can't really do it from stand-up but I do like to do like write little like uh, vignettes of like uh, sci-fi stuff do, do you do any other like writing and stuff like that have you ever tried to write your own like dystopia or... I
1: I mean I've, there's always been a few botched attempts like maybe one or two a year <laughs> yeah. I'll have a, a half idea and instead of sitting down and developing it yeah. I'll immediately go gung-ho and go oh, I'm going to write a novel and yeah. then yeah <laughs> Yeah, know, you're, c- you're 20 pages in and you're just going, uh, it's much harder than uh, I thought. I'm,
0: I'm currently at the stage because it's been so hot this week. I've yeah. been like, oh, what if the whole world was like global warming kind of thing? And I had this idea of this uh, extremist uh, global warming society and uh, yeah. everyone had to be very environmental and uh, see what. Uh, that was the, the idea of it. And I'm currently like five pages in and it's like, yep, it's going to be a novel.
1: I'm oh, start- that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I, can, uh, but- I, I, I wrote a thing. I wrote a lot of it and I still think the idea is actually pretty good, but it was so bad I mean the thing is, is I don't know if that's yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to be my skill set yeah. but I had an idea that there was a murder and the person who committed the murder like there was they've all evidence pointed to this one person but the only problem was the person wasn't alive when the murder took place oh okay so like and so it's kind of a time travel story oh okay cool. but it's I mean yeah it's cool yeah. but that's as far as <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, that's, <laughs> that's as far as I got because
0: I like I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big lover of a, of a overarching, like, kind of a story, but equally, I, I, I can't really fill that out, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's yeah, like a, yeah,
1: So here's a really cool twist. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's as far as it goes. Well, that's what, kind of why Philip K. Dick is so amazing, because not only was he just so prolific and... Mm-hmm. I mean, his influence now is so enormous. Yeah. In his uh, lifetime, it wasn't really. Yeah. Also, he really—it was all concept first. He'd yeah. think of a concept or a twist on the world. Yeah. And basically, the plot was kind, and the characters were kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Because you were so caught up in this. Yeah, yeah. Idea. So some would say that makes him a bad writer. Yeah. And maybe it does, but I, I don't know. That's I like cool. the ideas more than anything else.
0: So maybe we should like we should like become like a, a writing team and <laughs> like write our own sci-fi novel. How cool would that be? Well, right? yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, what would it be like? What our book? Uh, yeah, actually, let's work backwards. Title first. What do we? What should we call it? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. What's um, like some sort of sci-fi title? Grandiose. Grandiosa. Yes, yeah, starship grandiosa. There we go. We're there it right. is.
0: Yes. And there's a. Mur- it's it's about a murder on a starship traveling through time. Traveling as well. through time. Yes. And
1: then one. And then what? What about your global warming thing? Um, It's very hot on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the ship because they had to leave Earth because of global warming. Mate! This is great. See, this is great. Like we, I'm already on board. Yes. Uh, for when you write this <laughs> <disc>, book. <but. laughs> yeah. We're going to slap your name on it. You know, get a lot of PR for it. <laughs> yeah, you can ghostwrite my first
0: novel. <laughs> yeah, <memory>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's. Uh, well, you know, if anyone steals it from the podcast, you know, I'll be very angry. Again. <laughs> oh, I, to be honest, I'd, I'd welcome it. I'd yeah. quite like to Actually, read if it. You, if you can ghostwrite it for me, you can ghost ghostwrite it. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, but, you'll get half of. <laughs> half of your feet <laughs> yeah yes uh, uh well i feel like it's a success already <laughs> <laughs> i've done nothing um but yeah uh have you did you watch like black mirror and that kind of stuff did yeah you i do
1: it? i did i haven't watched the new ones black mirror is yeah. really cool yeah. like the twilight zone is really good yes yeah. i'm really into star trek i'm yeah. into i can't i can't really explain it mm-hmm. i think that's why you know like how like rick and morty i think yeah, yeah. the way that that show is so brilliant is that it's a legitimately amazing science fiction program? Yeah, that is also the funniest show that's ever been written.
0: It, and it's also incredibly down to work. Like I know yeah. it sounds, it's it. Its ideas are abstract and out there, but it also has that really human quality as Absolutely. well.
1: Absolutely, uh, I think yeah, I think people kind of people watch that who would never watch science fiction and kind of don't realize go, no, this is this is basically a science fiction show
0: like a lot of people who hate
1: fantasy but watch Game of Thrones yeah it's the same sort of thing but um, I don't know I mean I I always feel as a sci-fi fan you're kind of fighting a losing battle <laughs> yeah, yeah. with most people. But people love sci-fi more than they think.
0: Yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, I don't know how much
1: influence it has on my comedy, I should yeah. say. I don't. It's not like I read it and then I... Yeah. But uh, uh,
0: I have, you, um, have you ever tried to do like a science fiction show, like a whole thing, a baseball, like science fiction?
1: What, a stand-up show? Yeah, a stand-up show. Not really. I had like, um, I think at the end of my second show, which is on YouTube, yeah. I had a reveal that I was a robot. <laughs> <laughs> which was done in a way that was sort of yeah it actually there was actually that one was definitely influenced I read the book Valis mm mm-hmm which involved a person having a beam of pink light beamed into their head and they understand all the secrets of the universe. Okay. And then at the end of the show, that happens to me. Or I think that's yeah. what's going to happen. But that's kind of as far as I go, yeah. I think. A little maybe flourish at the end of a show or yeah. something to kind of trick people into thinking there was more to it than just dick jokes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like an Edinburgh facade. Like There's a pretence, there's a theme of oh, it. Uh, never. Yeah.
1: Never, And ne- nor should there be. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I don't buy that idea at all. Yeah.
0: You say you've done five Edinburgh shows. Can you, what well, this t- is my fifth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. so uh, what are the names of the previous four? Uh,
1: the first one was called Backbone. Yep. And nobody saw it. <laughs> uh, well, a few, no, a few people saw it, but I didn't have an agent and it was on yeah. the free and I didn't have any... I produced it all myself. Uh, but I, it, was a, it was a decent enough debut, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the second one was called I Will Prevail. The third one was called Whatever It Takes. And then the last one was called Kamikaze. Yeah, and you did that on tour? Yeah. yeah, I did. The last two went on tour the first one whatever it takes was a tour that I didn't really want to do okay (laughs) because I didn't think I didn't think anyone would come Mm -hmm. and I didn't think it would be successful and I didn't really I thought it was kind of ridiculous that someone like me would do a solo tour given that I'm still relatively nobody but actually it was a brilliantly positive experience great and I went around the country and people came and it helped that the show had done okay in Edinburgh and I guess it had some nice reviews and yeah there was a run at the Soho and and it was just really good. And then, then we toured the 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 last one, Kamikaze, and it was it was not. Uh, if I'm honest, it yeah. was not uh, a good experience. So, so what, what, <laughs> it was not a good experience at all.
0: So, uh, what was the, How is it different from the previous year? And uh...
1: um, there were some internal issues that I couldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't really want to go into here. Yeah. In terms of my management, mm-hmm. nothing that it's nothing that I am resentful over. It was just a. There was a few admin sort of things that, that never got done. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I wonder if a level of hubris kind of sunk into my career and on my level and the level of a few other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have nothing but time and love for all the people involved in my yeah. career, though, so I don't really mind. Yeah. It's, just a, sh- it's a shame because that was a really... I think Kamikaze was a really... Um, it was probably my most mainstream show. Okay. Yeah. It was big stand-up. You know, it's still most of my club set is yeah. Is from that show. Um, and I would have loved to have done it to more people. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's fine.
0: But it's still, a, as you say, it's still a great experience of you doing
1: that. Oh, and yeah. Say, and I still had some amazing nights. I, don't, yeah. I think it's more like the first one was such... I was so pleasantly surprised by the experience yeah. that anything else would have felt like a come down afterwards. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. And, and did you have tour support on that? Or did you... Uh, you all... I did it all myself. The, the, the amount of money involved on, on, on yeah. a tour like that was so little that yeah, yeah, it would have been pointless. I mean, in the end, I made okay money on the first one and next to nothing on the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out and I did two halves of 45 minutes. Yeah. And so usually how I'd run it is I'd do the... I'd do a bit of audience stuff and then I'd do the first 15 minutes of the show mm-hmm. and then maybe a few other bits yeah that are kind of yeah. odds and ends and then the second half would be the last 45 minutes of the show yeah from edinburgh and that's that's how i did it really i I'd l- i've done tour support so i know it's it does make the gig it can make the gigs easier yeah. but it just wasn't viable for yeah, for
0: uh, yeah and again because uh, comedy doesn't have lots of money it was an out of it uh, yeah. it's it's hard to kind of provide that, that spot as well but uh, so but uh, you also had some you've done some amazing tour support as well uh, yeah I've been very uh, lucky yeah uh, and you've, you've done stuff with Ricky Gervais and yeah. uh, Doc Brown yeah
1: and uh, some
0: other people as well uh, yeah I did
1: a bit it was Catherine Ryan was the yes, first person I did yeah. that for uh, right as she was getting huge so that was very exciting yeah I'm doing the Ricky tour at the minute wow how is that um, I'm not doing all of them I'm doing kind of it's the, 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 he's got a main support who's Doc yeah. Brown, and the ones that Doc can't do, I I get called in for. That's great, man. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's so not representative of my career. <laughs> yeah. And so not representative of my life. Yeah. But you just, you know, you get the opportunities and you, you take them. The rooms are enormous. Yeah. Um, so how does it
0: feel to, like... Because usually you're not really doing stand up to that many people that frequently as well. Yeah. So how um, how does that develop uh, in your stand up as well? How do you does does it change your performance?
1: Yeah, I mean you have to go bigger. Yeah, you have to go way bigger. Yeah, um, it complete. I I have to, I've had to rip up my set and completely mm. alter what I normally do. Yeah, f- for those shows because of the size of the venue. First of all, it's kind of I mean it is much harder to play the super down on your luck, my career's going bad. Yeah, when yeah. You're, obviously. Leave it for the open micers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but also, like, a lot of them, it's, I get on and the arena's half, or the venue, they're not all arenas, yeah. but it's, it's half full, you know, uh, yeah. because people are still coming in and they, they're just waiting on Ricky. And so you have, basically I've had to counter into the fact yeah. that the first 10 to 15 minutes of my set is only going to be playing to half of the people, but by the end it's almost completely full. yeah and so it has to naturally build and build and build to a kind of crescendo
0: and it must be yeah it must be such a weird performance because people aren't there to watch you necessarily and Mm. sometimes with that kind of slot people are like well I didn't pay to see this guy Yeah, yeah. and so you have to work a little bit harder for that and then people are obviously going to the toilet sitting down getting comfortable and stuff like that and uh, people are not necessarily focused on you so you have to do a lot of you have to work very hard for that slot
1: yeah you definitely just you sort of just have to adapt your thinking going into those gigs because they're so different from most other shows mm-hmm. they're different from tour supports even in large theaters because mm-hmm. a lot of these were doing like a kind of small arenas or medium-sized arenas um but the way they're lit means that you can't i can't see anyone when i'm mm-hmm. up there yeah absolutely. so it's i it's bizarre i yeah. mean I, it doesn't really f- feel natural <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like a healthy way to perform stand-up yeah but it's a one i mean i'm I'm so grateful for the experience, and um, you know whatever else happens in my life or my career, I'll, I'll always be able to look back on on yeah. this kind of nice little run of gigs with a with a lot of. Uh Oh, a yeah. lot of happiness, I think.
0: But that's... Uh, like, bear like mind you're only 29 as well, but it's so inspiring as well. Too. Oh, really? So, like, it, oh, that's good. Yeah, it kind of gives me hope that I can be that good. Though. Well, how old are you? I'm 23 at the moment. Oh, so. you're fine then. Yeah, no, but, like, uh, that I know, but obviously you're doing like great. You've obviously been on TV as well. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, but if it's but still, it's, it's really, really awesome as well. Like. Yeah,
1: I, I feel so lucky. I mean, the thing is I naturally all... I, I mean, I don't really think I'm good enough <laughs> fundamentally. Really? So I can't really say like yeah it's great I love it I can't wait to do more every time I get an opportunity like that mm-hmm. or a, one of these lovely things I, I you know I'm so grateful and I, I make the most of it yeah or I, I do the best I can but I can't and it means I can't really offer any advice but I'm glad it I mean no no, no if it inspires you no, then that's good enough for no, me no it really <laughs>
0: does. like uh, to, to hear that you you're 29 and this is your fifth uh Edinburgh hour, that's so cool man yeah that's that's you've done uh, you've done remarkably well. I mean, uh, it's, it's amazing, and uh, it, it kind of says that there are still like avenues for, for people in comedy to really get that far. If you know, what I, mean? I think uh,
1: there are. I mean, I think there's always going to be. My, I mean, my opinions differ from other people, but I think the circuit will always exist in this country. I think there'll always be comedy nights. There'll always yeah, be comedy clubs. Certainly. And I think if you're good and you're nice and you and you, you just work yeah. hard the chances are you'll probably get a chance to mm-hmm. to do okay. Certainly. Even if that's just making a living, which is all anyone should really aim for.
0: And family members are more like, oh, don't you want to be... Uh, like? It, it's not about necessarily doing amazingly well and being successful or being a household name. It's about doing your uh, your passion for a living that's oh, yeah, amazing yeah uh, uh, that's and i
1: need to remind myself of that because i'm as guilty as anyone of having that professional jealousy yeah and it's really nice of you to say that you think i'm doing well but all i look at are the acts that i started with who are yeah. household names and are soaring ahead of me but, yeah. but then you just eventually you just accept well that's not my path or if it is it's not going to happen now or whatever and but, but yeah you know, i'm very i what can i say i'm one of the luckiest people i know so
0: and uh and i say that's um like I, I mentioned this before, um, recording the podcast, but one of my friends who uh, uh, I believe he still is a comedian, but uh, he certainly he uh, he's not doing as many gigs nowadays. Uh, he, he geeked with you once, and he was just over the moon just to like to be in the same village. He like he genuinely talked about you for like months and months. Oh, uh, well, that's yeah. so like that, yeah. I think like with, obviously you're on your own track and you kind of you're doing well, but you obviously you don't necessarily see um, the, the effect that you might have as well. Uh, and uh, obviously like it, this podcast is so cool. I get a chance to talk to you as well, so.
1: This doesn't uh, make any sense. Like the uh, thing is, it sounds like you're taking the piss. No, no. no like <laughs> it sounds to me like this yeah. is a joke. No, no. It's uh, I, uh,
0: I think I come off as quite sarcastic, but no, I mean, no. J- doing, yeah. It's
1: just I'm not you I'm so not used to 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 being anything. Yeah. Most of the situations I'm in, I'm always one of the least famous, one of the least accomplished on most of the gigs I do. But I guess that's. I don't know. I guess it's all. Always, always relative, isn't it?
0: But yeah, I, I guess you. I think a lot of comedians always feel like they're the bottom of the. The, the ladder, yeah, but yeah. you might also be at the top of someone else's. Yeah, show, abso- so. absolutely. Well, that's
1: very sweet. And if yeah. your friend wants to, yeah. I can sign some tits for him or anything like that.
0: <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, uh, this is a, a thing I've just started doing in the last uh, last couple of podcasts. But uh, I um, I've got a book in which I I, I've, I think I've, I just started collecting uh, autographs from each of the people. Do you oh, want to do it live on the podcast? I so guess so. Yeah, sure. You, you, and then when, when you are rich and famous, I'll uh, just uh, I'll just sell that. If oh sure, to do it on the just back. there or do you yeah. want right. uh, it, oh, whose is
1: that? Uh, that's Alistair Be- Beckett kings So just do it all. So Alistair the- Beckett King's autograph is above mine.
0: Oh, no, actually doing a separate page. No no no, 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 no no no, you made you know your what? bed. No no no, you made do it do it over there, mate.
1: Fine, do it. Yeah, on the yeah. Come no, on. Uh, this is the reason why. Come on, mate. I don't really. <laughs> have i mean that is my signature that's a joke that isn't it no, no I, I, I quite well I, do you want to see mine mine's just really bad oh, uh, i mean are you going to sign your own comedian's book <laughs> well i can't
0: do it now can i i'm going to do an example but no I,
1: I think your listeners are getting a <laughs> shocking insight into their house
0: it's really sweet that you think i have listeners <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah it's
0: uh, um I, I it's nice it's a very nice autograph I, I, thank you it's that's like a, you've done quite well in life uh,
1: autograph because mine, mine's a bit like. Oh, I
0: given up kind of halfway through. But. Yeah,
1: mine, um, well, to be honest, in the last month, I figured out a new autograph because I'm so, I was so embarrassed at like, the shocking state <laughs> of my autograph. Because like, when do, you, when do you get old enough to actually start signing things? We probably about 18. Yeah. So I had about 10 years yeah. of j- literally just writing my name in italics. Yeah. That, was my, that was my autograph. That's
0: mine at the moment. And yeah. I
1: thought, well, I, I do a little thing where I put S instead of Sean yeah. dot, which kind of, I think, makes people...
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of
1: gravitas to the, <laughs> to the situation.
0: I remember one time uh, recently I was just filling out like a, a thing. I, I had to put my name and I had to do the signature and they were both the same, if you know what I mean. It's yeah, yeah. like Identical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've, I've kind of got some uh, stock podcast questions which I ask most people. Can
1: I try some out on you? Let's hit it, man. Let's hit it. How would you describe your act in three words? Three words? Yeah. Uh, jokes and uh, movement. Okay, yeah, that's probably the the, the basics. But yeah, you got, the, you got covered a lot of ground there. I think there's a lot of jokes in it, yeah. and I think I move around a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I think Does that uh, makes sense. Yeah, totally. That, that, yeah. That, uh, I, I can see that uh, it's a there is movement. But uh, do you do a lot of physicality in your performance? And
1: uh, I do little. I don't know. I never try to. Yeah. But I think um, people have started telling me that I look very funny, and so maybe I'll because I'm very lanky. Yeah. And so I think maybe I look. And I think inherently I look maybe more ridiculous because
0: well it's like this is just me like, uh, uh, spitting which uh, Just you spitting it, it, it's just me it's a whole podcast in itself uh, um, uh, just me thinking off the top of my head uh, but uh, you, you you kind of like a lanky figure which um, it, you're tall but yeah, you're quite endearing. So it's not an intimidating figure. So I think that's it. Maybe looks a bit funnier as well. Oh yeah, right? I is, think it's
1: uh, the person who I am on stage and a lot of the time off stage yeah. is thoroughly pathetic. <laughs> yeah. And despite any rage or yeah. aggression I have, there's never a threat, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. certainly.
0: Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, you, you're quite you're a little bit physical, but I wouldn't say Oh, you're like 7 out of 10 physical. But, that's, uh, yeah. that's a good amount. Yeah, I yeah think. you don't yeah, want to yeah. be like Lee Evans. Like no, no, thing. it's not killing yeah. me. Yeah, you know? yeah, certainly. Uh,
1: and what was the first gig that you've ever done? First comedy gig? Yes. Uh, I did an open mic in Newcastle. Oh, well, do you know which gig? Is it was at the dog and parrot i think yes. it's still
0: running have you yeah. done it uh, i i because i'm in north Yorkshire at the moment that's one of my regular studio oh, really? so cool it's yeah. still going yeah that's
1: great i yeah. mean that was the only gig in newcastle when i was at uni really and i was so desperate to, to do something yeah. and i didn't know what that was and yeah. and so stand up but stand up was literally just sent a guy an email and he said in a couple of months you can come down yeah and so i did one then i was i was young i was 19 or 20 yeah and uh I mean, I barely did anything at uni Mm -hmm. for years, any gigs. I would basically do that gig once every two months. Yeah. It's great. I love yeah, that room. Yeah, it's,
0: it's the longest running open mic night in Newcastle. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's such a it's a lovely room. And it's a great place to try out new material as well. So, Is it so? It's still going every Tuesday. Uh, yeah, there's some nights where well, people don't turn up, so it, they have to cancel it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's most nights. Yeah, and uh, it's such a it's such a cool little room. And I think but,
1: it's great. Like when it's full. Yeah, oh, I yeah, remember having nice. like as a as like a, basically a kid as I was when yeah. I sort of was first trying that stand up. I just thought it was the most amazing, exciting thing. Because Certainly, you, because yeah. there were loads of like pros would turn up yeah, and do new yeah. material, and you'd be like, "Wow, they're pro comics!" And I couldn't, be- I couldn't even believe what yeah. was what was happening.
0: And there's such a nice sense of community there as well, because like yeah. uh, a lot, lot of like comedians and friends there. Like, oh wow, I get to hang out with these really cool like, yeah. people. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm really, um, I'm really glad that the Newcastle scene is kind of slowly grown a bit since, yeah. since i left i wonder if that's a coincidence <laughs> yeah I but like, like the, sta- the stand moved in there that wasn't around when i was there oh, and really yeah. yeah none of that was around it was basically the dog and parrot and there was a couple of gigs at the chillingham arms yeah i think they i think there's a gig running there at the moment that's I good yeah. yeah but then for the most part i mean i would occasionally like when i got to third year uni i'd go to manchester occasionally yeah. and yeah. maybe a few others but but
0: uh, so do you know what uh, routine you did in your first gig
1: Oh, I wh- couldn't tell you One of my first ever gigs Is on YouTube Oh right. On the Chortle I entered the Chortle Student competition Yeah And I think it was my Second gig Or my third gig Yeah And so watch that I mean it was really It was probably very basic Crap hmm I mean I Yeah I think it was I imagine it was Horrifically bad <laughs> Well Because I, mean, I don't think it went I mean I can't even remember If the first one went well I think it went okay Yeah So you have no recollection Of whether it went well or not I think, it's, I think I probably view it as, I think there was, there's such an enthusiasm at that point that yeah. you're like, I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. And so I probably went off stage going, oh, I don't know if that went well. Yeah. I, I, there's no doubt that there have, a lot of open mics have had much worse gigs yeah, okay, <laughs> than yeah, the one yeah. I had that night. Yeah. But they, I remember the only thing is I remember the camp, The compere, um, Callum, who used to help run the night, said my name wrong mm-hmm. so he said my he yeah. called me Sam McLaughlin okay yeah and I didn't I don't know yeah. it was, I, I was thought in... oh, well, I'm doomed to fail already <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay that, that's a really cool answer man um, uh, what is the
1: weirdest thing you've ever done on stage what's the weirdest thing I've ever done on stage yeah I've taken all of the audience out for a drink oh nice that's cool or paid for it because I was so disappointed at how I did that was a low ebb to be honest yeah
0: yeah um, that's very Steve Martin isn't it Just I guess
1: taking him out. Uh, I get, but he did it in a kind of endearing way yeah. whereas me it was like I was apologising <laughs> <laughs> I was like I need you to know that I know this hasn't been good enough yeah come on guys I'll come on you. guys <laughs> um, that's probably the most that's definitely the most kind of um in the moment on the edge thing and I kind of I like living in the moment sometimes on stage if it it matters but I don't think I've ever gone that that far yeah Uh, I don't know if it's possible to yeah that's Uh, probably that
0: that's cool man if you could flat share with uh, any three comedians dead or alive in Edinburgh for a whole month who would they be oh my but you had to this is like the part of the question is like it's not you can't really just you can choose people that you think would be cool to hang out with, but they have to live with them for a whole month. All oh, right, yeah. So you kinda of have to deal with them for a whole month. Yeah.
1: Well, I lived with Phil Gerrard in Edinburgh. Oh, He's right. a good yeah. friend of mine. I'm yeah. living with him again this year. So I'll have him. Yes. He's a great comedian and a lovely guy. Yeah. And uh, do you know what? I'd have to I'd love to live with Woody Allen yes that, <laughs> I'd love to just see what the fuck yeah. makes him tick <laughs> I'd like to see the type of girls he brought back yeah exactly yeah if there's someone on the doorknob leave it to <laughs> Um yeah and he, you can hear him practicing his clarinet and, and I mean that as a euphemism yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, that'd be, uh, no one
1: said Woody Allen I think that'd, that might be well, it well he's pretty old now yeah yeah He's yeah, he's he's, uh, he's in his eighties. Yeah. So I imagine he would, he wouldn't make too much noise. Yeah,
0: and you know I imagine he would definitely chip in for the bills as well. So he, Oh
1: it, fucking, it, I mean, the man's loaded. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah.
0: And one more. One more,
1: They're dead or alive. Well, I guess you, you want to go dead, don't you? Most of the living comedians are kind of. Uh... To be honest, I think Steve Martin seems like a really cool guy. Yes. Oh yeah. I really, good... I really I really, I really like him. I find yeah. him. Really, I still find him really funny. I... Um, actually. I don't know, do you count Tina Tina Fey? Would you count Tina Fey's? as... Yeah, yeah, uh, you can do. Because she seems to just be as into certain weird parts of pop culture as I am. Yeah. And so I'd quite like to watch Star Wars with her.
0: Yeah. Oh, Tina... Oh, yeah. That'd be a
1: good house. I mean, I don't know if Tina Fey and Woody Allen would get on, but...
0: uh... Yeah, but I think they would have some... At night, it's two o'clock, I've had a lot of drinks, and the just same things I'll regret tomorrow. Morning, yeah, absolutely. But... Maybe they'd make out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh that, 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 was, that was endearing, Oh God. No, yeah. uh... <laughs> and you know that he is probably casting his next film with a similar sort of age gap with him and a younger woman.
0: <laughs> uh, what routine have you loved, but the audiences have never really got behind?:
1: I mean, there's so many. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> yeah. I guess the question is the ones that I've dropped. Yeah. yeah. Not so, the ones that I keep yeah. persisting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's the ones
0: that you've dropped, which you thought were absolutely belted?
1: I had a bit once uh, that I did. I did a double header with Adam Hess before I did an hour mm-hmm. in uh, Edinburgh. It was called the McGlock Hess Monster, oh, which is the best I, title I think. Yeah. We could have come up with.
0: I actually, uh, I think. Um, uh, I used to be in a double act, uh, but a musical double act with my friend Jack Locke, and we call ourselves the, the Hoss Monster. And my friend, the guy you gigged with, uh, uh, he was like, "Guys, uh, uh, there's already been a, a similar kind of collaboration there." So,
1: like, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, we. Uh, oh, you guys can absolutely have that. It's we, fine. We've broken up since. So oh, uh, I, yeah. ho- I hope that the name controversy wasn't the only reason we well, broke it up. It was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we
0: could, well, we uh, we could do it now. Yeah. Uh, we could just. T- oh, actually, that's our that's our. Uh, lock Hoss Monster. Yeah, that can be our like uh, side by writing their name yeah
1: yeah I'm on board
0: yeah we're gonna earn a lot of money screw stand up we've got a lot in the bank now huh? yeah yeah don't need to do podcasts anymore yeah right?
1: fuck you fuck you listening to this yeah. thank you for subscribing thank you thank yeah, you, yeah. Um, I had a bit in that show that I was so sure was funny yeah and it was probably a little bit funny but just it, would be, it was like a five minute routine about how people never had I never had a gap year but I never understood people who went to, like, Columbia on a gap year yeah, and yeah. said, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go back. And I said, if I went to Colombia for, like, six months with thousands of pounds to spend, I wouldn't be allowed back. <laughs> yeah. And then I acted out this whole bit of me just falling into a life of crime immediately yeah. and, like, being on the run for the authorities. Yeah. And it was very... It was kind of... I mean, now I look back and I think there was no real jokes in it. Mm-hmm. It was all just me describing a bunch of weird things. Yeah. It completely didn't sit well in my set. Yeah. But I... uh it does that, sound funny, yeah. Well, I think it, it probably is, but it does, does, yeah, mean, yeah, doesn't mean that you're laughing. Yeah. Um, But I just, every day in that run, I remember, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to yeah. nail it this time. Yeah. Um, uh, what year was that? It was 2012. 2012.
0: Good God. Yeah. That's like five years ago now, yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Um, I'll check in some other ones. Uh, what's the strangest heckle that you've. Um, experience so not necessarily like yeah it's kind you but someone on the bill on oh what's the uh,
1: weirdest heck i've ever heard anyone experience yeah yeah um gosh i don't know yeah. it's one of those questions that there's i know that there's a hundred answers yeah and i can't yeah. think of any of them
0: it's really well uh usually it's ever was the most recent really yeah oh, fine, what's the most recent
1: heckle that you've had that i've i've had um I, honestly man I can't think I remember I I, I did my Huntlift Comedy Festival a couple of years ago and a kid a kid heckled me <laughs> yeah. I, said I'll, I said I said to the audience ask me a question and it was outdoors and I said to a kid on a bike I'd give him 20 pound if if he'd asked me a question, and he said, "Why are you so stupendously annoying?" <laughs>
0: that's very middle class. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow, uh, that's that's quite a cute one. Uh, it's do, still quite sweet. Yeah. Do you do MacFests often? Or?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I did it again this year. It's oh. always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. I, I've I've never been. In fact,
0: I've never been that that far in Wales before mm. as well. So it's uh, deepest, it, darkest yeah. Wales. Yeah. <laughs> but it always sounds like such a lovely. Pl- it sounds like the perfect environment for comedy. It's it an amazing
1: place to do like new stuff as well. Yeah. Because everyone kind of who goes to the festival knows what the deal is. And yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's 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 a real gem of a yeah. of a weekend. I think if you're into comedy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, what was the uh, what was the last live gig that you've seen? And in terms of like something that you paid money for. For like. for stand up, uh, for stand up or for music,
1: or... I'm going to go on my phone and have a look. Okay. I, I I see a lot really. I try and see more bands now. I used to be so into music. Yeah. And um, what kind of music? And when I was a teenager, I was mainly like indie stuff. yes because um, yeah. I was that's who I was. <laughs> but then um, but then I kind of I sort of lost track. Uh, I saw a band at the beginning of April called granddaddy do you know them oh they do ring about
0: it. i think Adam buxton might have talked about them yeah yeah i think so. maybe that's that's how i reference
1: stuff nowadays. well they yeah they were one of my favorite ever band like growing oh, up yeah. they were one of my yeah. big band and then they split up before i got a chance to see them oh. and then they just reformed they released a new album their first new album in 10 years this year yeah it's really good is it cool yeah it's called last place guys yeah. listen up uh and the, beta, the the bassist died oh. like three days after i saw them <laughs> So Whoa. I saw one of his last ever gigs.
0: But it's it's um, it's so nice when you um, when a band reforms and they're really good and it's yeah. just not like it's not just tired and just like it's it's good that they they've actually that they're into their peak again. if
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it is really interesting, and I kind of they're bigger. They probably are bigger as a result of breaking up. Yeah. Like getting back together, like they played the Roundhouse in Camden. That's so. Cool. I don't know if they would have filled that <laughs> when they, if they were still going. Yeah. It's more like. Something about the mystique of a band grows. Yeah. But like the way that when the Pixies split up. Yeah, certainly. And they just got massive because yeah. they weren't making music anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you a fan of the Pixies?
1: Yeah, I saw yeah. them in uh, December. Oh, they're so cool. They were man. great. And like, they're still amazing live. Yeah,
0: they're just uh, one of my favourite live bands as well. I, I saw them in... I think two thousand and fourteen uh, in the um, in Hammersmith, and they were just oh, the the only band I've seen where uh, they started off with two slow songs, and they kind of they did it on purpose because like the energy was like uh, the whole audience was like we want to just like, yeah, yeah, yeah and they just played uh, they did um, Wave of Mutilation uh, UK Surf. Oh, version. that's lovely, uh, and it's it's beautiful, mm. and it's one, I love Wave of Mutilation. uh, and then they did another slow song uh, and people were like we want to like go and they were brimming full of energy I think if any other band they would be like uh, would lose uh, focus at that point but then they went into Mr. Greaves which is like it starts off very like it's very melancholic but then it
1: kicks in and the room just erupted you know what I mean there's something yeah that that I have to say when I saw them in um, December the atmosphere was there's something, like, special about... Yeah. I think the first, so many of their fans waited so long yeah, for yeah. them to come back. Yeah. They opened with um, Bone Machine. Oh, yeah. And yes, people just... Yes. Like, people's heads were exploding. Yeah, man. People uh, couldn't believe it. But they did. They played, like, just over two hours yeah. straight. They must have played almost every song they'd ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just... Uh, and you know what? I kind of like the new stuff. Y- yeah. Do you like the new yeah. albums?
0: Well, um... With the, the first one back... Um, Indie Cindy. Indie Cindy. Oh, but that whole album was great. Particularly Indie Cindy, the, the song is amazing yeah, yeah. as well. With... Um, uh, it's a head carrier. Yeah. or yeah head,
1: head, uh, head, yeah, head carrier.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to it. it. It was a bit like... It, to be honest, I preferred the, the previous album. Uh, and I, I was kind of like half-listened to it, so I was doing other stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. And... Yeah. No, there wasn't a song which was like, Whoa, yeah, Uh, I agree,
1: but it it was still enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I that's actually a strange beef for a Pixies fan. Was when I saw them in December, I would have liked to have heard more of the stuff from those two albums Mm -hmm. because they were they were they were touring the head carrier album, yeah. They played one, they played a couple songs from there, they played one song from Indie Cindy. Really? Oh. And then but the rest but it's people just want to hear yeah. Doolittle and But yeah. just, in all fairness, like Do is just one of those well, how amazing, could, Yeah. yeah how just, could. But they were so young when they made like they broke yeah. up when they were twenty six yeah, or something. Crazy. And they'd already made like the four best rock albums yeah. of all time. Oh god. Uh, uh, yeah, again,
0: like I, I got into Pixies when I was like uh, twenty and just just yeah, just uh, they really kind of just uh, revolutionized my musical taste yeah. as well. It's just they they're a really cool band to do with that. And yeah, they they really just got into that kind of uh, that grunge at the time as well yeah
1: like that alternative kind of rock sound that they sort of influenced it means that their stuff hasn't dated yes yeah. it still sounds really weird and kind of edgy and yeah I really like them that's cool Um, well we're going to start wrapping up the the podcast now but uh,
0: oh Firstly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having it's me. A genuine pleasure. I hope uh, um, I hope my
1: answers were okay. Yeah, uh, really no,
0: the, 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 um, it's just it's perfect to have you on and some really funny stuff as well. Oh, uh, but where can people find you online?
1: Um, I've got a website, seanmclaughlincomedy.com, dot yeah. com, which is actually just being updated. Um, I've got I've just got sent actually like last week the new version of the yep. website. So, as of July it should be yeah. nice and new and flash i'm on twitter at sean mclaughlin Yep. i'm uh i share my name with a youtube gamer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm not him <laughs> but, i'm not yeah. with i don't have green hair and i'm i'm not from i'm not irish yeah um so um, always make sure you're getting the right the right the one, right one. Yeah. which is him it's not me
0: uh, and obviously, you have your Bandcamp account where people can check out your uh, yeah
1: yeah I've got um yeah I've got two shows available online. I've got a uh, I will prevail. My second show is on YouTube for free, and then on Bandcamp, you can listen to that recording we talked about yep. of my twenty fifteen show, which is a bit odd. And you but it's you know it's, still, it's great, great. The shows album. there and it's yeah it's it's uh, that's I think it's a. Free download but you can donate if yeah, you yeah i think that's the general band camp rule I think, yeah yeah so. yeah uh but i don't mind if people download it for free like, um, i think I, I think three quid minimum at the very least because you know it's uh well, it's what well, i think if the i think if i was happier with the recording i would have probably charged uh, a flat fee hey people have paid yeah. and by all means yeah keep coughing up the pennies and also if you want to download uh
0: like donate to me as well that'd be nice Oh, wow. There. Have you got, like, a Patreon for no, this? No, just, I'm just poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask this uh, final question. Um, uh,
1: has comedy improved or worsened your life? Um, comedy, ha- comedy has made... Uh, it, is, it is my life, really. <laughs> yeah. It is... Of course it's improved it. Yeah. I mean, in many ways it's destroyed it. Yeah. I do sometimes fantasise about... <laughs> never having done it and just having a nice normal life and enjoying myself imagine that yeah. and just having a steady wage and mm-hmm. being able to go out and have fun on a Friday or Saturday night yeah. but uh, comedy has led me to loads of great places and yeah. without comedy I wouldn't be sitting here with you so yeah. uh, I, go, I owe it a lot oh I thought it was the opposite but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, thank you so much man it's been an absolute pleasure oh thank you no I really appreciate that
0: That was Sean McLaughlin. Thank you, Sean, for coming onto the podcast. Uh, as I say, it was one of my favourites to record, and I-, I had a really lovely time just chilling out as well. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. Um, we're getting a lot of uh, some new people listening to this. So if you are brand new to the podcast, uh, thank you for listening to the- this episode. We have some really great uh, podcasts in the bank. Uh, we have uh, Stuart Goldsmith, we have people like Laura Lex, Howard Reed, uh, and there, there may be some lesser-known comedians like Constantin or Reverend Fennel. and th- those are really fun episodes as well. Uh, it's, you can tell the ones which are more drunken than the other ones. But uh, uh, it's really, uh, yeah, if you enjoy this, please share it with your friends and families, um, people that have ever done you wrong. Uh, I'm not saying that this podcast like that builds bridges or, you know, uh, helps mend the community. But I think it, it doesn't hurt. So, you know, or if you're, if you're that guy, why don't you play this podcast out loud on a bus or a train and uh, get some fans that way for me? I, I would appreciate that. Um, other ways can be helpful, as I said earlier, uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Drunk Compod, Uh And you can also give us five stars on iTunes. I would really appreciate that as well and uh we also will have uh a no episode coming next week uh it's a two-parter with a fantastic sammy dobson uh, like all the other episodes i've just mentioned that one is also one of my favorites as well it's uh it's uh it's so good it has to come in two parts uh and i dearly look forward to uh to publishing it for you really soon before then thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks time play, share with your friends and we'll see you soon bye everyone